talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome, rolling, to rolling, me- rolling, rolling. <laughs> welcome back rolling, again to Messy Christianity. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is the uh, uh, second time we're going to record a second podcast. Just oh. so y'all know, our 30-minute podcast takes us sometimes about an hour an and a half. And <laughs> half. That's right. You know, I kind of feel like it weeds out the junk, you know? Maybe maybe it gives us like a dress rehearsal. Oh, please don't yeah. don't make this sound like it's. this is something we got to do every thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Technical no. difficulties. But we're, I'm having we're here. finger issues, I guess. So to this to today's... <laughs> what? <laughs> he holds up this crooked finger and says, I got finger yeah, issues. Yeah. True. Uh, so t- today's topic is the topic of habits. What uh, what does it take to make a habit? Uh, we have a habit of doing podcasts <laughs> yeah. over yes. and over and over again. Oh, hey, it's Groundhog Day. What can I say? Come oh, my on. Goodness. Do, so the question being, do you have habits that are helpful in your life? Hey, you have a habit, Kevin. We I, just talked about it for yes, 10 minutes. Yes, for, for years. I started this one early, early I bet childhood. you brush your teeth I brush every my teeth morning. every single day. Every si- whether you need it. to or not, I, right? I, I brush them every morning. <laughs> on a little side. On a little side. A little is, it e- is it even a, a topic that whether or not you need to brush your teeth daily? No, he didn't say daily. He said in the morning because there's there's I do it there, twice a day because there is a debate whether or not you should brush your teeth in the morning. Now every dentist and hygienist I'm sure would say, uh, Tara Cam, shout out Tara Cam, uh, would say Molly Molly Spivey, shout out to you as well, would say you have to brush them in the morning. But I you know if you brush your teeth and then eat or if the, you then drink coffee. That's an issue. That's a problem. You are, you are, you are defiling the beauty of the coffee. And so, not a hygienist, but in your like, I breathe with my mouth open. I'm and I aren't I aren't I? Am I breathing in? Ain't I? Gook all night or something? How are you, who are you sleeping next to? Well, I mean, the air. Just aren't we like? <laughs> what kind of air do you have in your house if you're <laughs> breathing in gook? Well, morning breath is a thing. Like. I don't know. Anyway, speaking of which, I don't understand these shows <laughs> when in the morning you wake up yeah. and these two people are talking like face to face. Yeah. I go, that ain't happening. Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm going to go brush. All right. I mean, well, not my wife. It's, it's, yeah, it's no, everybody, everybody else. else is everybody right. Everybody else sure. is right. Habit. You brush your teeth every so, morning. And, and the reason I said that, jokingly, <laughs> but the reason I said that is because it is a habit. It really, truly is a habit, even though I don't think of it as a habit. It's a habit because by definition... Well, habits are the things you don't think about. Right. You, you just, just do, do it, it automatically. Do them, do them. Yep. And the majority of our day, not a majority, a lot of our day are okay. habitual things. They're routines, things we do every single day. I would say the majority. If, yeah, we actually, if we actually took an inventory yeah. of everything that we, we did. We did that last week. <laughs> Yeah. We do throughout the day. I, yeah. it would, I don't think it would be surprising. Think about the way that we cook. If you're in the kitchen and you cook, you know, whatever it is, there's a routine. It, we call it yeah. a recipe, but it's a routine that we follow. It's a habit doing things in a certain order. Um, Jeff mentioned coffee a few minutes ago. I'm a coffee drinker in the morning as well. I have a habit, uh, something I started a few years ago because of a conversation I had with a, a doctor friend, said before you drink 
coffee in the morning, a good thing to do is drink about 12 ounces of water. This is true. And that helps flush out the impurities. Shout and out Tim Boyette. I actually, it was a different doc, but oh. I didn't know. Never mind. No <laughs> shout out to Tim Boyette. <laughs> but hey, if he told you, that's awesome. That's more confirmation for me. But that it you know, helps remove the impurities in your system before you start taking that delicious cup of coffee. And uh, mm. I started doing that as I'm making my coffee, as I'm starting the brewing process of my uh, pour-over Chemex. Okay, so um, you got to tell us your... Because you are almost... A, okay, you're not almost. You are a coffee snob. The only thing you don't do is... Terrell is, Davis, thank you. Um, you don't roast your own beans yet. Yet. that That is in my future, but 2020 was a very expensive year for me. And... Uh, I well, hey, you're about to, to get a stimulus check, man. Giddy up. Come on. Actually, by the time this comes out, we might already receive it. So thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> what was your question? Oh, oh, your tell, tell us your coffee snobbery. I have a habit. I have actually three brewing processes. I'm, I'm about to get into a fourth. <laughs> But uh, thank you again, Terrell Davis. Shout out. Um, there's. A, <laughs> Let's see how many shout outs we can do today. Go uh, ahead. I have I have a habit of. I've seen brewing, but it, it's uh, of buying whole bean coffee. Um, you grind it with a grind hand it. Thank you. Grind it. I have done that before, but that's not worth my time and effort. The majority of the time, but I, I do have a process. I, I'd use French press. I do a Chemex pour over. I do a um, Japanese siphon. Oh, that is so yeah. fun. That, that is a reverse. Sounds... It is really incredible. I can't tell a really a, a coffee taste. I, I like the other ones better, but just the process of the Japanese siphon is incredible. It's the reverse feed. All over America right oh. now, people are listening to our pod- podcast and Googling <laughs> Japanese siphon. Japanese siphon. The only siphoning I know has to do with gasoline, yeah, really. an old... Uh, Very dangerous. So uh, on my, on yeah. my new to-do list, it would be the AeroPress of... Uh, I want to. I'm gonna focus on that soon. But anyway, I, I have a habit of making my own coffee, and I, the thing I love about the Chemex for me is, I, I one of these podcasts we've done today, we were talking about. Um, yeah. uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Golly, speaking of habits, speaking Golly. of habits, yeah. but it, it's it's. I enjoy in the mornings the i the I don't like just pushing a button and walking away and allowing the coffee pot to do its own Snob. thing. Nothing against that. But for me, the process, because it takes 20 minutes to make coffee in a Chemex because you're starting with the water and you're bringing it up to temperature and all of that stuff. It's just a process. It's a time. It's a habit for me. And I, it gives me time to think, reflect, wake up. I love to smell the coffee as I'm pouring the water over it. And just the, 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 for the, <laughs> the nose and the senses and all Boy, this. You're, you're, you're like, uh, your eyes are call. closed. You are, I can't even you are think in right this now. other world right now. By the way, somebody uh, lied when they told you that the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. I think we just said that in this podcast. Was that this? I can't remember. <laughs> Can I remember? <laughs> no, I think that was the last podcast that didn't one. record. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, and I was I waiting for that line. <laughs> Somehow or another, they, they, pretty but much. But brilliant on their part. It is brilliant. Good marketing. Well, <laughs> They're actually referring to a habit, though, which mm-hmm. which historically that is a habit that people have. At the end of the day, habits can be bad mm-hmm. or they can be good. A bad habit is something that is causing harm or it's something that's just stealing time or stealing effort or energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, uh, most people or a lot of people have a habit 
of vegging in front of TV or Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is it can really steal life from you. You know, when the Bible says make the most of every opportunity for the days are evil, it's really saying time is the one thing, and I think we talked about this last podcast, we actually. Yeah. Time is the one thing that you you don't get any more of, That's and right. once it's gone, it's gone. So so it's like um, it's like burning something. When you start that match, it, it's gone, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just a memory. So you have bad habits, but you also have good habits. One, and, and then you have a lot of habits that are... Uh, neutral they're, they're yeah. just things like uh, I'm, they're, they're necessities though but, like brushing but, your teeth but, but they're and some things are t- getting into a car there's a series of processes there there's turning on the car there's buckling the belt there's putting your foot on the brake there's putting it into gear i don't think about and process any of those things i just do them and i actually probably do every single one of those in the same exact order every single time except when you get into somebody else's vehicle that you're not familiar with that you're going to drive throws and you that, off. That, it does it throws us off and it's not in a bad way it's not mm-hmm. like i can't figure it out but it it causes me to think a little bit differently right. a little bit more intentionally in that moment but and, well i was to say but but you know every single one of those <clears throat> habits trigger the next habit for me so foot on the brake automatically puts it Park to drive or reverse, you know, it's so that's an automatic for me. Yeah. And so I get, I guess the point here is I read this somewhere a while back in one of the books I read, but uh, talked about compounding habits that one habit can lead to another habit. Um, and so, you know, if, if you want to establish a habit of, say, uh, running in the morning, you know, going on a walk, or whatever, that the new habit may be putting your shoes by the bed, your walking shoes, and that's a little habit. But it's, it's intentionally putting them there. So little things can trigger bigger things. But, you know, the danger in habits is that we can do things mindlessly and without intentionality, and eventually that might catch up with us and cause trouble. For instance, a lot of car accidents that happen in driveways happen mm-hmm. because just done it. You're, you're just going through the motions mm-hmm. of habit, and somebody parked behind you, or they parked differently, and so you're backing up and you back into them. You go, how did that happen? How did I not see that? Well, it's because you're in a rut. You're in, in a, a series of habits mm-hmm. that caused you not to actually notice. And grocery stores are notorious yeah. about yeah. this. I've, yeah, training you know, a 16-year-old they, now, and that's what I told her. Yeah. They will change things inside the store basically because they know that you have gotten into a habit of getting the same things mm-hmm. at the same time on the same aisles. Right. And if they force you to now have to look for what you already came in to get, you're now going to see things differently and, and hopefully buy some more products. Drives me nuts. The new, Absolutely. The way they did the new Walmart up here, it makes no sense you knew, whatsoever. You already knew your routine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, but they but they put the wine with, the with like, the butter and cheese. How does that make any sense whatsoever? So you now know where the butter and cheese is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a Baptist joke there. All right. <laughs> and they put they put the fresh bakery bakery items like the bread and stuff with the vegetables. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Were these were they smoking crack? Mm-hmm. Actually, what they were doing probably is they were intentionally messing it up mm-hmm. to where it forced you to look right. at it differently. Yeah. It also brings up an, the idea of Christ following when it comes to habits. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the Ooh. Many years yeah. ago, Michael Frost came up with Shout an idea of, of the Bell's model for discipleship, for evangelism, um, blessing, eating, listening, learning, and being sent. And he then wrote a book called Bell's The Five Habits of Highly Missional People. And I remember distinctly in, in 
a root group life group that was based out of my house years ago, I took our group through that. And one of the issues that one specific couple had within our group, they hated this idea. I mean, just really, they were totally against it. But it was based on the very idea of, of the premise of what you said a minute ago, Jeff, that, well, if it's just going to be a habit and I, and I don't think about it, then I'm totally missing the point. And it's like, wait a minute. The idea of being missional, of being Christ-following, of of blessing and eating and listening to people is not to be habitual so that it, we don't care anything about it. It's just something that we do. We, we can check that off a list. It is because we want it to become a part of who we are, part of our very DNA, part of what changes us so that by habit— I am looking for ways to be able to invest people in the name of Jesus. I am actively looking for ways I can bless with bless people and I can intentionally listen to what God's doing in their heart or what their needs are and drawing attention to that. So habits from that perspective are incredible and they're very needed and, and we want those because it helps us walk out a Christ-like life in the imitation of Jesus, which is what we're supposed to do as Christ Our habits followers. are who we are, whether they're good or whether they're bad. I mean, yeah. that's, so I, I agree. It's the, the goal is to make it habitual. I mean, make it who we are. So how do you, how do you set a habit? Uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, or kind of started getting compounding, into compounding. Yeah. Um, but how many days does it take? Forty days? Well, twenty-eight days. One or? of the things I've done with youth ministry for many years was something called the forty-day challenge, and in that, it was the premise that it takes between, depending on the individual, between twenty-one and forty days to start a habit, and it only takes three days to to break one of these good habits by getting into a different routine and changing that. And so anywhere between 21 and 40 days. And so you think about it, you think this is the beginning of the year. And we even talked about that last year, the, the idea of setting goals and um, you know, things for, for 2021 that we wanted to accomplish. And we even stressed, guys, if you, if you're only doing this for a week, and that's where you draw the line, it's not going to become a habit. So it really this idea of whatever it is that I'm wanting to do. Kevin, you mentioned earlier walking, running in the mornings. If you're not willing to set aside 30, 40 days in a row to be able to do that, it's not going to become habitual. It'd be just something that you do as a happenstance. Mm-hmm. But it has to be an, a, a constant change where it's every single day for an extended period of time. Well, I'm, I'm actually creating a habit as well. I told you last week I did a, a sit-up. I did another sit-up. This week, I did it today. Well, half a sit up today so far, but I'll complete it when I go to bed tonight. I don't even know what that means, but okay. Well, he sits up, get getting up, out of bed, half of bed, and then when I lay down, that's the full. Oh, that's setup. the rest. Of, okay, I understand now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got. I understood. I just didn't understand the half part. Okay, now I understand. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the specific habits that you have in your life that you'd be willing to share? One of mine is uh, I weigh myself every morning and every evening before mm-hmm. I go to bed. And I do that to kind of set a marker, you know, mm-hmm. how, how am I doing weight-wise? Because weight's not a big deal to me, but it, it the older I get, the more I need to be aware of it. You know, I'm getting a little pooch if I'm mm-hmm. not thinking about it. Um, I try to use car time valuably. Uh, I'm in the car quite a bit, so I'm either uh, making an intentional phone call or I'm listening to an audio book or I'm listening to a uh, podcast of some type that I feel like will grow me. So, um I started that one years ago where I, I realized I was wasting a lot of that time. Um, for me, it was talk radio, which was completely useless um, to me. I mean, I just <laughs> threw a huge, to me. <laughs> and did our, our, we our subscribership yeah. just went well, down. Yeah. For me, it was a waste of time because, let me explain. 
because it was saying a lot of things I already knew or I just didn't need to hear it repeated a thousand times. Yeah. So, um, so for me, that it's was... an echo chamber, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I so, mean, on, and honestly, that's what it is. It, right. Talk radio is yeah. an echo chamber. I mean, that's another podcast, but that, yeah. that was my reasoning. So, so I, I try to use that time as self-growing or using that time wisely to make phone calls or something like that. I, too, started a habit of listening to... Um, uh, an audio book on my commute to work as well. So, so far this past year, I've gone through two chapters of the book. So <laughs> it's a minute, minute commute. So. Yeah, <laughs> about a minute and a half commute. Yeah. <laughs> I started to habit a number of years ago of, because I wanted to read more, of actually keeping up and writing uh, electronically, electronically writing down the books that I've read. And I had a goal for the year for X number, the first year of X number of books. I think it was one book per month is what I wanted to read. And the books, I had a, a I guess the correct word is a premise. I, I had this idea that I wanted to only read books that were going to point me to Jesus, point me in my relationship, help me in my walk with Christ. And so the first year, I think it was one book a month. And I did 14, 15 books. And so, but the great thing about it is I'm able to go back now and look at books that I read three, four years ago, and then beside each book I would write down either an A, B, C, D type of mark of, hey, this was great, I would recommend it to somebody, hey, this was a waste of time, never read it, you know, things like that. So that was a, that was a good habit for me just to kind of keep up, and it's helped me to go back and see what my reading habits have been and the type of authors and the type of subjects that I've been following over the norm, number of years. Speaking of bad habits... Well, you weren't speaking of it, but I'll speak of it. I have a bad habit of starting books and then going to another book. And so at any given time, I have a, ha- a dozen to a dozen Uh-oh. and a half books I'm in the process of reading. Totally Problem with that is, by the time I come back around to it, i got to reread over, yeah. the part that I didn't that I stopped reading at because I'm like, well, I forgot what they're doing in this book. You um, know, we one of our podcasts, we talked about like just not holding on to something, but... I've got to get over that too. There are books I've started and I intentionally quit them, but I kind of feel guilty because they're <laughs> yeah, like, I know, they're you, like in my you whatever loser, hundred in, in Kindle. And I feel like I, I bought this book or I ordered it, whatever. I should read it, but I don't, I should just get over Not that. every book should be read. Let's just get that, over that, That's right? the thing that really should, yeah. should penetrate yeah. our minds is that just because we have the book doesn't mean it's worth being read. Right. And I, actually you mentioned Frost earlier. It was either Frost or somebody else mentioned this, uh, something I read that, the proliferation of writers now, because of the ease of writing, um, is so great that that there's a lot of junk out there. Yeah. And and quite honestly, just because you can write a book doesn't mean you should. Or everything that you're going to learn in that book is read on the first page yeah. and the last page of the back cover, and then it's just a bunch of stuff in the middle. So. Yeah, I uh, I read a uh, or not read, but I had a professor in, in one of my classes that. His method was he would he would take a day and he if he was gonna gonna write something or if he was gonna teach something he would take a solid day start early in the morning and he would have a stack of maybe twenty books on the topic he would start reading and he would basically just skim through them reading the book and by the time he got halfway through the the the, the stack if all of them were saying the same thing. Yeah. He would start feeling like, okay, I pretty much got this. Yeah. But when he would find something new, he would then take it and Go put it aside. It. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was pretty pretty good idea. Yeah. So, uh, one habit that I've I've do this has nothing to do spiritually at all, but it's been very helpful to me. I I almost never lose a few items. I almost never lose my wallet, my keys, my pocket knife, 
and things that basically go with me every day. Because when I walk in the door, I have a little basket mm-hmm. at the door that I put my stuff in. And everybody in my family knows, don't touch my basket. I mean, I'm like a Nazi on that so one. So if you break into Jeff's house, it's right by his front yeah, door. Yeah, as soon as you go into the right. Um, but but what that's done, and I've done that for several years yeah. because I used to always, well, okay, where do I put my keys? And it's frustrating if you can't find your keys. And if you start your day losing your keys, your yeah. whole day is You're kind behind. of jacked up, right? Now, wait a second. Isn't that what the tile is for? <laughs> the, yeah, that that's for so my... It, so if you've got a tile on your phone and on your... Um, wristwatch and <laughs> on your keys, yet you can't find any of the three. You're in trouble, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't do the tile thing because I don't ever lose my keys. Yeah. <laughs> but now what, what has gotten really fun is when other people in my family, Josh, borrows my keys to do something, put it somewhere and else. then they either put them somewhere else or they keep them in their pocket. They go right here. <laughs> oh, right. man, we've had yeah. some conversations. But anyways, that's a simple habit, and it really is a habit. Yeah. But it serves me well. And yeah. whether I'm staying in the house for an hour or whether I'm staying there for the night, I'll usually always take my keys, put it in that spot because I know where to get them. So one of the things I talked about compounding earlier, like putting the shoes by the door. kind of. One of the things that I read on that was um, as you're trying to start a new habit, attach it to a habit you already have. So in your case, having the keys by the door and all that, if you had something new that you wanted to start, um, I don't know what it would be, but put, put this new thing right there with those things and let that become part of that daily routine. Maybe it's the little, uh, key to the gym or whatever it is, but you put it there. So you're, you're, you're adding to something you're already doing. Yeah. For me, I actually tried this with the listening to the podcast thing or whatever. So I, I knew I was already doing these other things. So I started adding the immediate fixing my phone and going to the podcast or the audio book before I put the car in the drive. And that actually did work for me. So I'm thinking your coffee thing. You enjoy coffee. That's something you do every morning. You attach that to, okay, I'm going to read one chapter or whatever it may be. Yeah. But that's... That's my me time. Right. But it's but, but you're, you're taking something you're already doing and you're it makes it easier mentally to, to yeah. get something new starting with something. You're not starting something... You are saying something new, but you're attaching it to something you're already doing. You know, there is this idea of uh, automating the important. Mm-hmm. You know, it, w- th- there's a thought out there, and, and I think I probably agree with this, that as much as we can automate, the better. Because we only have so much headspace. And there's this thing called open loops, right? So in our head, every time we have to think of something, that creates a loop. And until we complete what what that thing is, yep. it, it's an open loop. And I, and what happens to us is the older we get, the more responsibility we, we get, get. Loopy. We get loopy. That's right. <laughs> no, we have multiple open yeah. loops. Yeah. And it's it's not that they they're necessarily big things, but it's there's a large quantity of things that we're responsible for, mm-hmm. and because those loops are not closed, we're always spending energy mm-hmm. that we're not even thinking about. But we're spending energy thinking about things that we need to think about because we don't want to forget about. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. And so if we can automate things to where we don't even have to think of it, mm-hmm. that gives us headspace and it gives us a much clearer ability to think. It gives us ability to, I think in a lot of ways, that, that contributes to the peace in a person's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, one idea that I was exploring a while ago, and I obviously have failed in it based on... Uh, some things that I dealt with this morning um, is is having a core closet. 
which which the thought there is you you have maybe 20 items of clothing that's it hmm. they're basic items of clothing that can be mixed and matched and then you don't have to choose between 40 shirts now we think about that going okay choosing your outfit's not a big deal right i mean it's not a big deal but when you have to choose your outfit then you have to choose between two toothpaste you have to choose between what to eat for breakfast you have to mm-hmm. choose between all of these little choices mean that you're spending energy choosing, making mm-hmm. decisions. And I think there's science behind that as well, I that so. in your brain you have a certain amount of energy. I'm done. And, no it, and it's, it's yeah. glucose, I think it is. Yeah. So you're using glucose on unimportant decisions mm-hmm. that really is taking away your ability to make big decisions. So all that being said, the habits are, can or the habits can be, I'm going to do these things that are automatic, so that I can have energy for later on for things that are more important. Yeah, that was a long way to go around for that. But yeah, that's, and what can you make automatic? That's yeah. not automatic, and that that would be by definition a habit, I guess. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and automate the important, like you said. So, so what about? And I can't actually remember. I think we talked about the last podcast I didn't record. Hmm. What about the habits that steal the freshness and the newness from us? Did we talk about this when, when it's actually? Like going to church as a habit. You know, we should be in the habit of worshiping together. But that could also get to the point where we're just showing up, checking the box, and going home, and the freshness of it. We could be in the habit of having a quiet time or mm-hmm. of praying. But that habit could become um, too ordinary, and we miss the freshness of it. So how how do you balance that? Well, I think it, it does need to be a habit. I mean, just to start there. Um, but but you're right. I, 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 for years, uh, I, I, goodness, I think Tozer wrote about um, the danger of familiarity. Mm. Um, Breeds contempt. It, it, it does. And, and but, but, you know, there are, because we can do that with church life. We can do that with, with family and with anything, you know, just, uh, but that's a good habit. There, there, that is a good habit at its core. Um, so how do you, I guess the question is, how do you make something fresh that's, that's just become so so habitual that, that it's losing its, um, I don't know, its newness or whatever, its freshness, like you said. How do you make that? I, I got an idea. Hey, let's just go to church twice a month. That way it doesn't yeah. become a habit and it doesn't become... Uh, just ordinary. Not a yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, right. we we don't want to we don't want to over <laughs> over uh, stay our just a joke. Yeah, just a joke. Yeah, maybe pull back and and appreciate and, and recognize what we have. Um, you know, with family, with with church, with all that. I don't know. Self inspection. Yeah. But once I mean once again though a lot of the things that is a habit like brushing my teeth once again that's something I don't appreciate. And we thank the, you. Yeah, but I don't appreciate. It. I don't like live in the moment. And go, oh, it's so refreshing to brush my teeth. I just do it, you know. But so that's what I, habit is. But maybe you should. Maybe we should. <clears throat> maybe intention- I should. No, no, yeah. not, not. No, I agree. Just, I agree. Maybe we should intentionally be thankful for the little things. Maybe we should. Even the habits, and and maybe it should be a habit to be thankful for the habits. Okay, well, I have go. I have a friend. I was I met with him. This has probably been three or four years ago. And we were eating breakfast early in the morning, probably about five thirty, six o'clock. And as we were talking, he was in the middle of a conversation with me, and an ambulance went by the window in the street in front of us. And he stopped right in the middle of a sentence and started praying 
for whatever's going on in that ambulance. I don't remember the words that he used, but in essence, he was praying for safety and security and protection. And it stuck with me. And he explained to me that it was a habit that he had. It was part of part of what he does. Every time he sees an ambulance drive by or hears it, he will stop in that moment and pray. Now, I've not developed a habit, but I do that on a regular basis. And my children have picked it up. And my wife told me last month at some point that that one of my children actually started doing that when when they were driving down the road and um, an ambulance went by. I don't remember which child it was, but one of the children out loud started praying for protection of the hmm. person in the ambulance and the ambulance driver and everything was there. And it's like, wow, that, what a beautiful expression that is. It's a, it's a habit, but the intentionality behind the habit mm-hmm. is for a closer relationship with Christ and the outpouring of his love and his joy and his, and his goodness. And that's uh, the core result. That's really what we want. And that's a, the topic. You know, we want good habits to take care of us mentally and physically, to keep us safe and, and things of that nature. Uh, you know, we don't want sinus infections because we don't brush our teeth, so we want good habits of, of brushing teeth and things of that nature. But we also want the habits of observing, having eyes to see and ears to hear the way that Christ does and impacting the world through those habitual um, ways of drawing closer to Christ and uh, demonstrating and proclaiming His goodness. There, I've preached. That's good. <laughs> Amen. Just as I am. So habits. Um, there, you can't throw the baby out of the, with the bathwater. It's it's not just a flat level surface. Some habits are good. Some habits are not good. Some habits are uh, not bad, but they're not helpful. So we we really, I guess, the key word is be intentional about the habits that we choose to engage in, be aware of the habits, and be willing to change them if we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and never forget that um, just because you've always done it that way doesn't mean you have to keep doing it that way. Some things, yeah, but a lot of things, no. A lot of things, it, it's good to change a habit just for the sake of something fresh and something new. I'm th- you're one about, the, I'm still stuck on this, the church when like freshness and it's not there. You never know when that time is going to come where God is going to speak to you. It, it, it could be at least expected time. Same thing with daily Bible reading. Um, so I'm just thinking of a habit like that. It doesn't may it may not be where it seems like it's a fruitful season right now. You're like I'm bored to death, but but we we're living in a time where we we think everything has to be immediately gratifying like that's a good i think it's a good habit stick with it. it's the same with going to the gym there's nothing happening here but it's a good habit so and we know we know that it leads to good stuff so galatians 6 9 says do not grow weary in doing good mm-hmm. for in due season you will reap a harvest yeah. if you do not give up you know i think that that is a um that's something that that especially current day believers maybe i should say current day western America believers um, have is that there's not a whole lot of um, long-term stick it out. Hey, I'm going to hold on to this until I see God do something. You know, it's more of a, it's what do I feel today? So Um, if we know it's a habit that has a promise of return, that's a good habit. Yeah. Even if it's not immediate. Yeah. So yeah, stick it out. That's good. Well, we're out of time, gentlemen. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Listen, we would really appreciate it if you would send us a note. 
you, many of you have our, our cell number, so send us a text, send us a, an, e- uh, an email, Facebook text, whatever. Uh, let us know if this is helpful to you. Uh, Andy Strebel, shout out Andy Strebel, hey, Andy. Uh, constantly encourages me personally in this, and um, I've had some other folks too. So it would just help us to know that this is making somewhat of a difference. We have a lot of fun doing it. And another thing you can do is you can share this. So if you wouldn't mind, delicately tap that share button and let people know uh, that there's some stuff that might be able to help them. So until next time, we will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.